Welcome to Buffalo's new home for the number one brand in worldwide sports, ESPN. Welcome to Buffalo's ESPN 1520. Hey, Buffalo, Jim Rome here. You can catch me every weekday from noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Bill's Mafia, I see you working. Let the rest of the jungle hear from you. That's the Jim Rome Show weekday afternoons, noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for the $3.99 6-inch tuna. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $3.99. Our first bought four goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway. He was able to get a tasty six-inch tuna sub for just $3.99. Available all week. It's a winner every day. Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Uh, Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Just a few things, and then I want to get to a couple of, of, of core points. First, uh, the 20,000 new jobs created for, um, for February. Now, that's balanced by the fact that the unemployment rate uh, is down to 3.8% nationally. So that's, that's good. But what I find interesting is that when the Obama administration would have a, a jobs report of less than 200,000, it was treated as if it was evidence that the recovery was crashing, that they weren't doing enough, it wasn't enough to absorb new people uh, who had turned 18 or 21 into society, et cetera, et cetera. And it was always a bad, bad thing. Uh, Trump has averaged 186,000 jobs uh, per month for the last uh, three months. In this last month, we're talking about 20,000 jobs, and you don't hear that. All you hear are rationales, you know, for why it's something that you shouldn't be concerned about. That's one quick point. Second, the, um, the, 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 the jobs report might be a result of the shutdown. Let me explain what I mean by that. We had at least a million people who work for roughly uh, uh, 800,000 plus people that work for the federal government who were uh, uh, laid off or pushed out of their jobs due to the uh, shutdown of the government by the Trump administration. In addition to that, you probably had at least that number of people who ended up not being able to uh, continue in their jobs, got laid off, who were not government workers, but they were workers in organizations or businesses that sold or provided goods and services to the government uh, or just in the uh, community at large. There just wasn't enough retail business for those folks to stay open. Now, a lot of those people, they still had a claim on a job. They were just laid off from those jobs, probably took uh, part-time jobs and temporary jobs over the course of that 34, 35-day shutdown period. I suspect that that's what we see is those people, when the shutdown was over and people were able to go back to their regular jobs, there was a lowering, a lowering of the number of people who were working in those uh, jobs that they took, temporary jobs and part-time jobs they took over the course of the shutdown period. And that may have a lot to do uh, with this 20,000 uh, net uh, job increase over the month of February. But we'll see as time rolls on. Also, uh, Trump 
who I refer to as Hollow Man. Paul Krugman refers to him as Tariff Man, uh, and he now calls him Deficit Man because the trade deficit has now reached the highest point of trade deficits that we've had in the history of the country, and the national deficit has almost doubled uh, under this uh, president. They've had control. I mean, he claimed himself to be the one who we all had to turn to. He was the one that could save us from everything. And yet we find that with uh, Republican control of both houses of Congress and the White House, things have gotten worse by a a, a measure. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I just heard it. The country may file for bankruptcy, right? That might be, uh, you know, one way. That would be the way that Donald Trump solved, you know, his uh, uh, deficit problems. So let me just quickly hit two uh, core points. First point is that Democrats and progressives, in my view, are in danger of falling into a classic Trump Republican trap where the Republicans set out something that they claim the Democrats and the, and the progressives are for or that is central to their uh, uh, the, 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 their um, uh, uh, their movement. And then they attack the thing that they construct, even if it's not really central to their movement. I'll talk about that in just a second. And then what if Hollow Man, uh, i.e. President Donald Trump, what if Hollow Man refuses to comply with a federal subpoena and orders his secret service service or the U.S. Marshals, if they're under his control, to defend him from uh, a subpoena. The Republicans have been promoting the idea. Well, let me go this way. Um, as Democratic fortunes have uh, risen in the 2018 midterm congressional elections, uh, the Republicans across the board began howling that the Democrats just wanted to impeach Trump. Uh, they took something said by a few Democrats, like abolishing and replacing the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, and tried to make it appear as if that was central uh, to the uh, the the. the um, uh, uh, policy positions of Democrats and uh, uh, progressives. Republicans and the national media picked up uh, this this trope of uh, progressives as extremists. You've heard this said, you know, in the national media uh, over and over and over again of the uh, 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 progressives and Democrats being characterized as extremists, not just by the Republicans who started that, but it's been picked up as a trope by the uh, by the media. Is it extreme to save our shorelines and our island communities from climate change? Is it extreme to, to uh, try to prevent voter suppression? Is it extreme uh, to try to reverse income inequality in our country? Democrats and progressives want a government that works for the broad masses of the American people, not for the interest of the richest Americans among among us. If that's extremism, then we're just going to have to wear that that label. Similarly, the Republicans in the national media uh, hopped on the comments by Ilmar, uh, Representative Ilmar Omar at, or Ilhan, I guess, uh, uh, Omar, uh, as if her view was representative of the Democratic or progressive wings of the electorate. I'm going to come back to that if I have a chance uh, a little bit later. Significant things President Trump has done, the only significant things that President Trump really has done over the course of his two years has been to worsen our national deficits and our national debt through his $150 to $200 billion a year uh, tax cut and to endanger the lives of all Americans through his slash and burn deregulation uh, measures. The rabid ideation about impeachment misses important realities. First, impeachment is just the name of a process. Second, if the House votes to charge the president, it will be the Senate that will carry out the trial. If you really think that the Republican Senate would uh, vote to impeach uh, President Trump, I got a bridge in Tallahassee that's been waiting to be sold for a long time. And I really want to put that with you. Uh, Republicans are no longer a party of the people who have a general set of core ideas. From my point of view, uh, rather than, uh, excuse me, um, 
of core ideas in which there is room for nuance and partial adoption of ideas outside of their main ideology. The new Republicans are the Tea Party and their descendants, whose view is all or nothing on every question without uh, the most obvious need to uh, address things like even the most obvious things like addressing climate change. Rather than spend so much energy chasing something that will not happen as far as impeachment is concerned, it would be better for Americans to see how crass and craven the so-called Republican conservative conservative, uh, uh, folks have become. Progressives should continually point out that nearly 90 percent of Americans want the Mueller report to be made public. 65% feel immigration is good for our country. 74% uh, uh, favor granting permanent legal status to immigrants born here uh, illegally as children. Only 37% favor expanding the wall along the Mexico border. 56% say that they, uh, uh, all in all, uh, that the NAFTA agreement was good for the United States. Almost 70% say that the federal government should play a role in ensuring health care. I got a lot that I can run to, but let me get our callers on real quick. Let me get Tony on, then we'll get uh, John, then we'll get Al. So let me grab Tony first. Tony, how are you doing out there? Uh, the sun shines out, and I feel just raring to go. All right. To go. First of all, we have the greatest fraud on earth in our presidency. Where is the transparency that was promised to all of his uh, constituents prior to the election that Mr. Hollowman promised. What happened to all the press news conference? They, they, had, they just got rid of the news daily news conference so that the news doesn't have an opportunity to ask questions anymore like they used to. Remember there was such a thing called the news conference? Right. Conference I think he, he, he had one about almost 40 days ago. Well, they're not going to be any more, period. <laughs> period. They don't want them. Right. Because people, dis- because people discover things through asking questions. You know, I find it interesting that President Hollow Man Trump can dangle pardons to keep former allies quiet. Mm-hmm. But when he did said on Friday about the pardoning process that he did not, that he said Cohen had talked to him about a pardon. Well, Cohen in his testimony denied that. Mm -hmm. Now, his attorneys prior to the time that Cohen became a government informer may have sought uh, and talked about it with the other lawyers, but (laughs) doesn't this man have any common sense? This is an obstruction of justice. Well, actually, if that's if what Trump said is true, then what he said was something that would indicate that Cohen was guilty of obstruction of justice. And the only person who could be the witness to that would be Trump himself. He would therefore be forced to testify. Would Trump yeah. actually testify in a proceeding uh, yeah, with regard to Cohen? Maybe you didn't know this, but that idiot Jordan has gone to the inspector general with a, that complaint mm. against Cohen. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, this happened uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Now, what about this refusal to turn over documents to the Congress? Mm-hmm. Congress is in the second uh, in article in the first article articles in the Constitution is supposed to be the check on the balance of the power of the president. When the president refuses to turn over documents, there's going to be a constitutional crisis. It's going to become, you know. Which is the issue I was talking about earlier. Who's going to enforce it? If Trump does what he's shown he is likely to do, which is to thumb his nose uh, in the face of Congress and just not not, uh, submit, then what happens? Who forces him to submit? Well, who forced who forced Nixon? They forced themselves. Nixon Nixon voluntarily he voluntarily. No, uh, no, no. The, the Supreme Court ordered him to turn over the tapes. Right, but he he but had to honor what the Supreme decision. he had to honor what the Supreme Court said. In other words, he had to he had to be yeah. willing to obey, and that's okay. my point. I don't think Donald Trump would obey anybody. Trump couldn't care less about the Supreme Court. He packed it already. Right. Now get now get this. This 
decision by Judge Ellis mm-hmm. to give to give a, a, a man who stole, built, uh, defrauded the government at least eighty million dollars on the record. And, and how much did you say? I thought it was fifty-five million. I think it was at least eighty million dollars. Yeah, that, yeah. That, uh, you know, on the record, and and denied the government something in the area of six to eight million dollars in taxes that were owed uh, yeah. on income that that he he earned. And bam, here we well, are. Right. Well, I looked into Mr. Judge Ellis. He was appointed. Was nominated to the bench by Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. That should tell you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. On July 1st of 87, and confirmed in August of 87, he became the senior judge uh, in that court on April of 2000. Now, where's the justice? The blacks receive longer sentences all the time. There was a child who was 15 who stole a pair of sneakers. He was convicted as an adult three years later mm-hmm. and is serving five years in jail. Yep. How how can our law be so one-sided? It's not only white criminal crime. This is ridiculous. And I don't think this judge cared much for the prosecution, but that shouldn't decide what the guidelines should have been for sentencing. I, I don't get it. Now, we'll we'll see if, if Judge Jackson in the uh, um, Southern District, if, if she she approaches this thing differently. No, she will, because these are crimes on the federal level that are involving uh, the Russians and everything else that goes with it. And the lack of, well, no, did you hear, did you see Manafort have any remorse at all in that hearing? No. no. No, and his attorney said that, well, since it didn't involve uh, a, 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 a proof of collusion with the Russians, none of what he did, if he stole $80 million, that's okay, because it wasn't collusion. Yeah, well, why you bring up, why do you bring up collusion? There is no such thing in the law. Right. It's a conspiracy to commit a fraud or whatever. These are conspiracies. So even if you were late. found, even if you were found to have colluded with the Russians— that in itself is not a crime. It would just no. be a finding, right? And uh, what did you say? I can't hear. It would just be a finding. In other words, you yeah. you've done the research and you proved that these people colluded with the Russians, but that in and of itself is not a crime. This has been a scam that the Republican conservatives have been pushing out there, as if the uh, issue of collusion was the same thing as the. Uh, commission of a crime. And so if you couldn't prove collusion, then that means that Trump is scot-free. That's really not the case at all. No. The problem I have with this president also involves our national security. North Korea, two days after that so-called March 1st meeting, where they get all of the the, the, the benefit of being with the president, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, they began reconstructing the facilities for their nuclear right. Yeah, we saw that. Nuclear facilities. We saw that recently. Trump says that's not true because Putin told them it wasn't true. Right. But as long and, as Putin has a phone number, like the president, will never he'll never understand what's going on. Yeah. And President President Kim President Kim's giving them nice love letters. Tony, I got to run. I got to get to uh, our our first break, and then I got to get a couple more calls on uh, in the next segment. So if you all stick with us, we will see you inside of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. 
brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? A printer with more ink than you think. The Epson EcoTank printer comes with up to two years of ink included, right in the box. So you can print up to two years worth of reports and proposals. Just think about how much you'll save on ink. And right now at Staples, save $70 on the Epson EcoTank 2750. Plus, when you trade in your old printer in-store, you'll save an additional $30. Staples, there's a whole lot in store. Ends 33019. See associate for details. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. Get a $50 credit to give your first job posting premium placement at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, quality standards, and usage limits apply. Additional terms online. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt, ESPN the back door right you know i was interested about this uh issue about representative ilhan uh, omar's uh remarks and i hadn't really paid any attention to it until a week and a half or so ago uh how her remarks are being interpreted as anti-semitic uh and so i went to pull up what the remarks actually were and i'm just not i'm not grasping it uh it was interpreted when she made a remark about um something being all about the, the, the Benjamins, referring to why uh, certain uh, Congress people tend to um, uh, support issue or, or initiatives that are supportive of uh, the state of Israel. Um, and she said it was all about the Benjamins. Well, the oil industry puts money into, you know, uh, congressmen's and, 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 and senators' hands. Uh, lobbyists direct money to particular uh, elected officials uh, hoping to curry support from the, uh, from them for the interests that those lobbyists are pushing pushing for. Uh, I, I don't understand why that becomes a uh, anti-Semitic trope if you feel that uh, a congressperson is supporting Israel because they're getting support financially uh, from a lobbyist or from uh, some part of the uh, American uh, uh, industry. Those, those things don't seem to, to go together. So maybe we'll talk about that. But let me grab, uh, is it uh, John first? Let me grab John in Lockport, then we'll grab Al. Uh, John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Yeah, um, yeah. that's a that's a minefield when you, start, if you talk about the, the uh, Israelis because uh, there's so much money. I, she's probably right in what she said. Anyway. Yeah, I think that uh, they just mix. When, when we say Israeli as opposed to saying Jewish, those are two different things. The, the state of Israel and the creation of the state of Israel is one political reality. Jewish people as a people is another reality. I don't think anybody's right, out right. here saying that they don't like Jewish people. Right? right. I agree. I agree with you there. You know, the, the, uh, the, the main talking point, if you, if you haven't noticed, I, mean, I know you've noticed it, but uh, whatever channel you turn to, the main Republican talking point, and they always use talking points, is mm-hmm. socialism. Uh, the other day on, on Morning Joe, they were talking about this um, uh, governor of Colorado that's getting into the race for the Democrats, right. and they wanted him to say he was a capitalist. And, I, you know, th- these terms are, are bantied about so so easily, you know. It, it, as far as capitalism goes, I mean, capitalism has to have uh, restrictions on it, or it, it just runs wild. It, it doesn't help the middle class. And... Um, uh, I, I think that what what he was talking about was that uh, he, you know he's a cap he wouldn't admit he was a capitalist but he said no he was he, he was a small businessman who made made out very well 
under capitalist principles. But with this talking point about socialism now, they're going to use this throughout the entire campaign. Right. Somebody, they, the Democrats have to get up there and explain to their constituents why socialism is a good thing in certain instances. Uh, you know, uh, Social Security, Medicare. And exactly, like. exactly. I mean, in fact, they should just say, you can call this socialism, communism, whatever you want. We want Social Security. We want Medicare. We want Medicaid. We want our, 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 our bays dredged. We want our shorelines protected. We want our water uh, 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 tested. We want our food tested. You know, those are all... Yes, they, they've made, they've made uh, regulation a nasty word. Too. Right. And regulation is necessary in a capitalist system, or it runs wild like it did in the 19... 19- 20s and 30s. Democrats and progressives should attack Republicans and conservatives as if they were opposed to Social Security, as if the, as if the Republicans and conservatives were opposed to Medicare, that they were opposed to uh, a clean water and so on. They should turn this around and make them the ones who have to defend themselves. They don't use the same tactics as the, Repub- the Republicans use yep. very good tactics, and the Democrats refuse to use the same yep. tactics. And, and they really should. As you said, they should attack the parts of capitalism that are that are uh, hurt us all along and, uh, you know, and talk about regulation as being a good thing, you know. Uh, uh, but they don't seem to be able to get the, 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 the you know, the way that the Republicans do it. Anyway, the, the, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said that, um, that uh, why haven't the Democrats done more of what they preach about? Uh, and I said, in the last 25 years, I don't think the, the Democrats have had any more than four years where they've controlled uh, the, the, the presidency and both houses of Congress. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah, I think I that's think right. Under, under Clinton and under Obama, but just two years under each one of them. Right. And it, under Obama, for the two years, uh, he said, well, uh, he didn't do anything for the two years. I said, are you kidding me? I said, he passed Obamacare, and they, they got us out of one of the worst recessions in, in history. Lily Ledbetter, you know, the uh, uh, equal pay uh, legislation, there was a whole bunch of things that were done in the first two years right. of the Obama but he administration. he had to rush everything to, through because uh, you're looking at it now, the stalemate now. you got a, a Democratic House and a Republican Senate. You can't get anything done. So you really need to have those uh, periods where uh, so you can't criticize the Democrats when they can't get things through because, the, uh, like Mitch McConnell said uh, with uh, Obama, that he's not going to allow anything that o- Obama does to get through the Senate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, when you're when you're dealing with that kind of situation, how are you going to get anything progressive through? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, appreciate you, John. We got a few more. We got to get on in this this break. Let's grab Al first, and I think we is it uh, Frank then Ron. Okay, let me grab Al first. Al, how are you doing out there? Good, good, good. Um, I'm really worried about what you just said. And, and there's, a, there's an organization, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, it's called the uh, Justice Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, and their, their number, I, I, I got an email from them, and you, you heard of Killer Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Nina Turner? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The, their, whole, their number one goal is to, uh, in the email it said that they, they literally want to oust all establishment Democrats at any cost. They will do whatever it takes. Enough of this incremental bull expletive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're willing to do whatever it takes, even if it means giving us another four more years of Donald Trump. Now, this this whole stunt with the, with the comment that Ilhan Omar made about Israel was nothing more than just a stunt. It had nothing to do with 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 Israel it had nothing to do about the Benjamins it had nothing to do with foreign policy it had everything to do now her latest criticism of President Obama was another another indication you know criticizing him for his foreign policies in in a in a very you know derogatory way despite the fact that the president and you know under his leadership passed the first time home buyers credit you know that the cash for clunkers the restructuring of the auto industry the first, I mean, the Recovery and Reinvestment Act, like you said. Al, Al, Al I'm, I'm with you what you're saying. I guess the point. programs. Right. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, Credit Card Reform right. Act, Trade right. Enforcement Agency. Right, right, Cash for clunkers. Right. Raising fuel efficiency standards for new automobiles, the, the cap and trade bill, uh, energy bill. 
And oh. and it, it just adding tax credits for for jobs that they cut for companies that move their their jobs overseas. Right. And the list, it's it's it, if you were to go to the to the accomplishments of the 111th Congress. It, I mean, they were considered the most productive since the New Deal. So right. I'm a little confused as to why these justice Democrats feel the need to start a civil uh, war uh, within uh, our uh, own party. Again, this is a small group, a, a small faction oh, within. I wouldn't with, underestimate them. All well, it's not a question of underestimate, but there's there's right? still there's still a small faction. My point is that if you allow a small faction and their interest to characterize all of the Democrat. A progressive wing of the electorate. They're, they're a derivative of what Bernie Sanders is trying to do right now. Okay? Well, you know the, the reality the is, if they if they win, if if but but Democratic Al, if they socialist. win, if they win, what you said is what's going to occur. You're going to have another Trump uh, administration. Exactly. You and might end care. up with 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 four Trump administrations. He may decide he's never going to leave so the office email again. Was sent from a Bernie Sanders surrogate. Right. Nina Turner is the campaign manager for, mm-hmm. for for Bernie Sanders, so they will do whatever it takes. This guy's not even a Democrat. He he selectively chooses when he be, when he can. I mean, when so he, it's, when it's, he can, he it's can't on be the Demo- It's on the Democrats to, to to congeal around what is central to their message, and then focus on those things. Let people who who are speaking for us uh, uh, from a perspective that's uh, outside of that on the far left wing of that. Let them say what they got to say. Democrats right. just have gonna, to. How do you get how, how I mean, we, we right now we're 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 dealing with this permatan plutocrat that's in the Oval Office, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's bad enough that we got this guy and we got, you know, and, and we got the, you know, the, the fact that they haven't passed one significant piece of legislation thus far. And we we look at you know we look at our our, our, our you know the fact that when you, how many more hurricanes, I mean another hurricane if it hits New York City it's going to turn New York City in, into the Atlantis. We should be talking about those things. That's like precisely of, my point. That's that's you know, my point. Of building right. a wall to keep people out. We should be building walls. Right. I mean right. I, I saw. So so don't couple. spend so don't spend so much energy even though Bernie Sanders may have a large movement around him. He's don't, a menace, man. He's don't, a don't spend so much energy on attacking that because that just gives velocity to their message. What you have to do is talk about what you just said. The, the shoreline of Manhattan is threatened by uh, climate change. And we if, have no barrier. Exactly. No barrier. If, if we lose another uh, uh, Rhode Island size uh, piece of ice off of the uh, uh, Greenland, we might f- might find the shoreline uh, water go up by a foot, and you'd find that much of Manhattan, uh, our beachfront of Manhattan, would disappear, you know, and so on. I mean, just things like that that we need to be focusing on, things that are not ideological per se. Right. Not to mention the 240,000 annual water main breaks, and then the, and then the, and then the gas line explosions, yeah. like there was a you know, like in Boston. Right. Right. You exactly. I mean? These exactly. things should. Be, I don't understand it. Why not even the Democrats are talking about these issues? And that's that's a good point. Al, I got to run. I got to get a lot of calls on in this time period. Appreciate you, man. Let me grab Ron real quick in uh, uh, in Chitawaga. Ron, how you doing out there? Okay. Yeah, this uh, Omar thing. Uh, it's that term, the Benjamin. Uh, what? Why? What business was ever to use that kind of? That is kind of a sloppy terminology. There was a movie that was, uh, I think, Vivica Fox and. Um, I can't remember the names of these folks. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, and another lady were uh, central in this movie, uh, stars in this movie. The name of the movie was all about the Benjamins. They were just talking about cash. They were talking about money. They, they actually robbed a bank, if I'm not mistaken, in the movie. Um, okay, I wasn't. I didn't see that movie. Okay, <laughs> I thought that the, the Benjamin was a was an anti-Semitic slur. Some people are interpreting no, it. No, it's the the hundred dollar bill has Benjamin Franklin on it. So that's oh, what that, they, was that what that's, oh, that's I, what they were referring I thought, to. I thought that you know the head of Israel is Benjamin <laughs> no, Netanyahu. No, no, okay, I, had I, nothing to do with Netanyahu at all. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought maybe it was a. Uh, and another thing, though, uh, the the core, a lot of the core Israeli supporters uh, are not Jews. I mean, I understand if you look, it's about sixty forty or maybe even fifty fifty. 
that the Jewish community is, is willing to be reasonably critical of Israel, some of the things they do, but it's this big push by fundamentalist Christians, whether the premillennialist, the meaningless, because what are there, something like 15 million Jews in the whole world that are left? Right. And there's like, in the United States, there's like 92 evangelical, 92 million evangelical Christians in the United States. Mm-hmm. So they're one of the big supporters of the APAC. That's that the Jonathan uh, Hagee down, he's a pastor in Texas. Um, he has a big uh, evangelical movement down there, and he's one of these, you know, uh, um, revelation, and, and it's a, you know. And it's a, it's a nasty kind of pro-Israel. I think I mentioned one time, I call it the Hansel and Gretel formula. You know, that you fatten them up and for the kill kind of thing. I mean, if their ideology is pretty nasty. The, the, the premillennialists, the Jews are going to go back to Israel, build the third temple. Jesus is going to come. They're going to fight against them. How you would have I mean, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. They for it. it's not biblical, but they believe this stuff, and these people eat this stuff up, and you get all over the media, and that they, they're these Christian networks and that type of thing. You can't get. I just looked through the local radio. I just uh, got an app for the iPhone here, and I looked at the the local media when they keep they they do a. It's like three quarters of the stations are these Christian. They you know, got all over the dial, and they're preaching that kind of stuff, and people are buying into it. So, anyway, uh, other thing. Uh, I was going to mention, uh, maybe your buddy there from Rochester will come and uh, com- uh, comment about the deficit. He was telling us about a year ago that these tax cuts are going to get rid of the deficits, that they're going to, uh, you know, it's going to be able to grow our way. We've heard that before, but mm-hmm. it's, we're seeing that now totally, totally, you know, the opposite. You're getting about the same growth rate, that 2.5-3% that you get under Obama, and yet we got a, we poked a huge uh, hole in a deficit. Somehow that's going to come home to you know those pigeons are going to come home to roost. You can't do that indefinitely. And uh, uh, I mean, I want to hear him comment on. Maybe he won't. Maybe, uh, no, he will. He'll be on just a little bit in, in the show, in our in our third se- third segment. Uh, you got to you got to ask him that because I want to see why this is. And, and they're going to go right to the entitlements. Oh, it's all just. All those welfare people—they're terrible people. They got to call the benefits from them. You know, that's what they're gonna, probably going to hear. But anyway, that's my say for today. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ron. I appreciate you, man. Let's grab Frank in Niagara Falls before we, get to the, before we get to the break. Frank, how you doing out there? I'm a justice Democrat, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you guys are talking like that. You know, Democrats got to stick to a populist message, which is holding very well. Don't be an elitist like that caller. Don't chase after GOP allegations. Form a 50-state strategy. That's what Bernie Sanders is doing. And and, uh, as far as Omar goes, exposing lobbyists, bribing politicians isn't anti-Semitic. You know, I've been calling your show for years now, trying to educate the public with my experiences as a political organizer, but most of your listeners and callers learn nothing. You know, take the blinders off, people. There's a huge gap between what New York centrist Democrats want and what's reality. You're going to criticize my expertise? Why? Because you watch MSNBC or, or CNN? Ha! Ha! You know, I'm the one trying to save the Democratic Party. You know, I seem to remember during the 2016 Dem primary uh, uh, predicting on this show what would happen if New York nominated an elitist, warmongering corporate horror like, you know, Hillary Clinton. She would lose to Trump. Uh, you know why? Because I can actually read polls. That I, I remember the show when you said that. <laughs> no, I can actually read polls that said Hillary was under the margin of error versus Trump, but Bernie would have won. You know, whether you like it or not, Democrats can't win without progressives and sane independents. There's no question about that. Not why does this fact not sink in, Nathan? Right, right. but there's you no know, there's no question about that. The only thing I'm saying is. If if you're a Democrat, don't get all hung up about what you consider to be on the far end of a spectrum. What you got to do is you got to focus on a message that you can give to people that's crisp, easy to understand, that's clean. So when you talk about uh, people who were born in the United States uh, 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 or, or who came to the United States uh, while they were children, uh, who see themselves as Americans, that's an easy thing to understand. Not putting children in cages, 
that's an easy thing for people to understand. Um, you know, the, the climate change, easy to understand. Populist message. Exactly. Just focus on those things. But, Don't get too hung up on the extremist, not, not extremists, but the extreme ways to talking about it in terms of what you talk about in your central message. Those people that have the extreme sets of views and have a lot of science to support their view, they will express those views themselves. They'll get a trial in the public uh, 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 opinion themselves because they will express it themselves. All I'm saying is don't get, don't get hung up chasing threads. Try to get the whole ball, ball of yarn and, 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 and get that under your control. And you got a better chance. If you let me explain this, I won't call for a couple of weeks. You know, you can I, call I, every give week. You the time. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, since here's the the caller asked why the Justice Democrats are. You know, since 2010, the left hates the establishment Democrats because neoliberals don't get it. You know, just because people like the caller scold them, the left is not giving up progressive ideals to vote for a Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Cory Booker. You know, it took years of hard work and research to learn this fact. I know the left more than most Democrats. You know, I should be getting paid a low six-figure salary as a political consultant because I'm a justice Democrat. Nobody wants to listen to reality. You know, hard-head Democrats rather hire their dumb brother-in-law or son-in-law instead. You know, I read a report this morning from the DNC so-called strategists that they're already conceding Ohio to the Republicans. Mm. Come on! Mm. You know, it, Nathan, if I can explain, you know, in 2008, I was organizing in the red, red state of New Mexico. Mm -hmm. I took an Amtrak from Southern California to Albu Albuquerque at my own expense to try to help New Mexico Democrats who had trouble figuring out why they couldn't win elections over Republicans. You know, I spent months getting to new, know the uh, New Mexico political scene. Mm -hmm. And first of all, closed primaries are for losers. Who in their right mind turns away millions of sane independent voters? You know, I went to weekly meetings at the New Mexico Democratic headquarters, and on other days I hung around the universities of New Mexico where the hard left uh, third-party independents had their Peace and Justice Center. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that the Democrats and progressives hated each other more than you can ever imagine. Wow. You know, after a year of back and forth on Amtrak and working with New Mexico in the, you know, in the New Mexico political trenches, I finally got the two sides together. You know, we strong-armed the left to vote for Obama-Biden and down-ballot Democratic candidates. And, mm -hmm. you, and you know what happened, Nathan? Mm. Not one Republican won in New Mexico in twenty wow. in the tw uh, 2008 election. So, so that's you a know, lesson a going forward. State, right. it, a blue state sweep. And yep. I didn't even get a thank you from top Democrats because they were too busy celebrating a, a, a whole year of 2009, their victory. Well, and then... You get a thank you from me, Frank. But Frank, Frank, I got, I got to run. I got to take, I got to get a, a, a hard last break in, and then I got to get a couple more calls on. But I appreciate you, and you get a thank you from me because I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Let's take our, our last break. We'll see you inside of the break here at the uh, Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County.
Make good money, but don't make any cold calls. In 2018, Geico Buffalo's Inside Sales Associates earned an average of $52,300. We're interviewing now to add to our team, and all calls are incoming. Apply at geico.jobs slash buffalo. Hey, Buffalo, Jim Rome here. You can catch me every weekday from noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Bill's Mafia, I see you working. Let the rest of the jungle hear from you. That's the Jim Rome Show weekday afternoons, noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for the $3.99 6-inch tuna. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $3.99. Our first bought four goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway. He was able to get a tasty six-inch tuna sub for just $3.99. Available all week. It's a winner every day. Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520. There comes a time when we heed a certain So I just really quick, quickly want to make this this point. You know, the, the ideation is you use the primary process to get all of the different strands of ideas on your side of the equation out there. Have that trialing of those ideas take place in the primary process and whatever the American people are willing to congeal about, the candidate that best represents that gelling of American ideas that's usually who's going to wind up winning the primary on your particular party's side of the House. Once that happens and the primary has been won, everybody on that side of the House really needs to support their candidate on that side of the House. So that doesn't mean if, if Bernie Sanders was your candidate in the primary and he didn't win, you still got to support whoever won your primary and then go through whatever the process is to influence that person to work towards whatever the policy positions are that you have. But you can't turn against your own party and allow the other party to win. That's how we ended up losing in the 2010 uh, uh, midterms that set in motion the Tea Party and all of the stuff that we see going on right now. So let me let me grab uh, Rambo Jim, then we'll get John, then we'll get Mark on. Uh, Rambo, can I ask you a question? Because you're you're you you came out of uh, semi-law enforcement. You were a, a prison guard, right? Yep, that is correct. So Ivanka Jared, uh, Ivanka uh, uh, Trump and Jared um, uh, Kushner, uh, well, I guess it's Ivanka K- uh, Trump Kushner. Um, they were able to get security clearances when the professional staff, civil service staff, who do that for a living, figuring out who should or who should not get a security clearance based on the background and the potential conflicts of interest uh, that a uh, person has. <laughs> the the professional staff said that uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner should not get a security clearance, period. Not, not just a top security uh, clearance. They shouldn't have got a, a security clearance, period because of their perception of these individuals' uh, lack of background and the conflicts of interest that they had with relationships that they were involved in with foreign uh, uh, interests. Trump basically trumped their decision. 
How do you feel about that? Nathan, the way I understand it, and I'm no constitutional uh, professor or anything like that, but the President of the United States has the authority to, to make that decision. Now, when, when I'm, I'm not arguing the authority issue. I know that he has the authority. I'm just asking you, given the fact that the professional staff who do this for a living said that they felt that there was just too much baggage, too much conflict of interest, and these people really didn't have any background that would enable them to even understand lots of what would be covered, uh, would be re- uh, revealed in uh, uh, secret and top secret uh, material that these people should not have security clearance. So independent of the fact that the president has the authority to do it, the, all presidents have used this uh, uh, Secret Service apparatus to figure out, because presidents don't have the ability to do the background checks, so they go to the people who do do the background checks, and they're the ones who make recommendations. They recommended that these people not be given these security clearances, and I'm just asking you how you feel about the fact that the law enforcement people that are charged with the responsibility of doing the background checks who said, no, don't give these people a security clearance, that they were trumped by Trump. I mean, well, like, it's, it's, his, it's his decision. We elect these um, people, even like when Obama was president. Obama said after he got elected, I won the election. Elections have consequences, and I have a pen and a phone. It's hard even though I didn't vote for Obama, to say, well, I know more than he does. I didn't agree with him, but he's the president. You know, Obama was the president, not me. And I'll be honest with you, if I got elected president, I have my select group of buddies that agree with me, support me, (laughs) come from my background. And and you'd have your kids. And I put my guys in there that I'm comfortable with. All right. So listen, that, yeah. make make your quick point because I got five callers and I got ten yeah, minutes. Um, real quick, Nathan, you guys, maybe you did it by accident. I don't know, but this fight going on in the Democratic Party, occasional Cortex and Omar bin Laden or whatever her name is, they're not going to take orders from old white people. So you got a problem now. Okay, I I don't know what that means, but okay, well, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to have to leave that out there. Uh, let, let me get John uh, from Rochester. I don't know if you heard my question about uh, uh, this security clearance issue. Did, did, you, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I what's, did. Your, what's your thought about that? Well, I, I think uh, they should have security clearance uh, only because Obama's uh, security clearances went to John Brennan, who was a former communist, uh, Van Jones, who was a former communist. John Brennan, is it Brennan, the, the CIA, yeah. former CIA director, is a yeah, communist? Yeah, he's a CIA director. And, and he was he, a communist. He, 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 yes, he was. He voted for the Communist Party. He was a supporter of the Communist Party in the early <laughs> 80s. Uh, of course, the, the, the media won't bring that wow. out. Uh, but, do, do, do you have do you have anything I can go to to test that? I mean, I, I I've written it down. Yeah, yeah. I I next week I'll I'll bring you evidence. Of that. Oh, but yeah, okay. It's, it's a well, yeah. It's uh, it's it's been documented in many books. But but anyway, <laughs> okay. what can I tell you? But but uh, <laughs> something better than that. But that's okay. Real quick. But, okay. You know, it, it, as far as uh, uh, I, I heard uh, Ron talk about the, the deficit and everything, I mm-hmm. never said that Trump would uh, reduce the deficit. What I said was this: Trump is a liberal; he's a spender. And uh, no, no, John, John, John. Now you're talking to me now, okay? I, I host all of the programs, and you specifically said that uh, lowering these taxes in the way that Trump was doing it that it was going to grow the economy and you'll end up having more federal revenue rather than less yeah, as a result yeah, of the growth of the, the economy. Did, but I that's not that. what but that's not what occurred. We have less revenue. No, you're, you're, you're taking you're, you're, you're not speaking uh, accurately here. I did say, yes, if you reduce taxes, that will spur more tax revenue. But on the other side of the aisle, you have to reduce expenses. And Trump is a spender. And he's not looking at expenses right now. What he should be doing is cut the duplication down of uh, many departments in the federal government and actually reduce the union strengths in the federal government. But more than that, cut cut the employment in the federal government. Right now, we're we're lacking in the private sector for 
uh, high high skilled people, and you have people in the federal government that could fill those jobs. So reduce the expenditures of the federal government by transferring people from the federal government into the private sector. That's part of the equation of reducing the deficit. Trump is not going to reduce the deficit, I don't think, because he's a spender. He's a liberal. Okay. All right. We're going to leave that right there. So, John, you, yeah, you, you voted for a liberal, but I just want you to know that's not what you said before, and what you just said right now is self-contradictory, but we'll, we'll come back to that later. Uh, was it uh, Mark? Let me grab Mark real quick. Mark, how are you doing out there? Mr. President, <laughs> and I want to say that again. Mr. President, Nathan Hare. <laughs> no, no, no. That, you know... <laughs> You know, uh, uh, NPR was rabid with your demise, <laughs> and they took a, a a conspiracy theorist, right, rabid right-wing conspiracy theorist talk show host from WBEN, and put them put him in charge of the news, uh, uh, the news, the the uh, the news. Uh, um, the uh, the news on NPR. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the, he's in charge of, of what comes out in the news. Right. They put him in charge of the news. You think him pushing your demise has anything to do with that? He's a rabid right wing conspiracy theorist. I wonder why somebody this, would think that. This, this Debo, this uh, this Dave Debo. Mm-hmm. They took him. He was a rabid right wing uh, conspiracy theorist talk show host. On WBN, put him in charge of the news division of NPR. Why do you think they did that? Hmm. That's nuts. That's supposed to be the people station, not the Republicans. And of course, you know that uh, Scott Jennings is now the, uh, uh, I guess the the 2020 campaign news coordinator uh, for Fox News. I think um, uh, another young lady, I can't get her name, uh, Flores. Um, uh, uh, I think it's Isgore uh, Flores is uh, you know somebody who was a um, uh, a spokesperson for, uh, for for Trump and for um, uh, who was it um, I can't think of the names all, all, all the names right now but that was the, the same situation right we have these these uh, very conservative people that Fox News and other people like that CNN not Fox News but CNN are actually putting into. Uh, those very same kind of roles. So Dave Debo in NPR, I want you to hear this again. President of the C- CAO, Nathan Hare, I'm talking to him live. There you go. Okay. Right. Thanks, and, Mark. And, right. uh, uh, and, and uh, you were talking to Ron. I told you last week, Pompeo, who's in charge of our, of our, um, our, 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 our politics in the Middle East, he's a, he's a uh, yeah. end timer. Yeah. He's yeah. an end-timer, and Ron was talking about that. And Omar, Omar, they hate her. You just heard it from, from Rambo Jim. Right, right, exactly. Thanks, thanks, Mark. Uh, let me get Other John real quick. We only got two minutes left on this, this hour, so we got to go real quick. Other John, how you doing? Pretty well, pretty well. Hey, I listened to Curly and Larry a little while ago, <laughs> and uh, Brennan was not a member of the Communist Party. Ever. He voted for Gus Hall, period, end of story in the late the mid-70s, uh, with respect to uh, his nonsense of what, what he's claiming to be true with respect to uh, deficits, uh, we didn't mention the fact that the trade deficit has gone up under uh, Comrade Trump. Right. Right. That's right. It's like over $850 billion right now, right? We'll call it $900 billion. Right. Uh, but uh, it, it's remarkable that these people seem to forget they have selective amnesia. Yep. And when we're talking about the Kush we find that he is not telling anybody what he is doing over there. Right. He's, he's feathering his own nest. And he's been working on his peace plan for three years now, and we've seen not one piece of paper? Okay. Right. No, it's a, it's a quid pro quo. Uh, Saudi Arabia wants to have uh, U.S. nuke technology. Yep. And Kushner is doing his best to make that happen. Because he, wants, he wants a percentage. That's, that's what it boils down to. He wants a percentage yep. of the deal. And if you take a look at what his relationship is with the Saudis and how the Saudis squeezed the Qataris, uh, who wound up, uh, they, they turned down uh, Kushner's finance deal initially, and then they came back as Brookfield uh, asset managers yep. to finance to find a 99-year lease on 666 uh, Fifth Avenue. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks, Brother John. I appreciate you, man. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Bob. We just ran out of time. I just couldn't get it all done. Beat me up when we talk next week. Thank you all there for listening to us and supporting us here at the world. (laughs) Excuse me. And think again. Think again. been listening to think again with l nathan hare sponsored by the community action organization of erie county be sure to tune in again next week at the same time for more think again